today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. But if you're doing it because the Bible says to do it, if you're doing it because you love Jesus Christ, if you're doing it because you want to please the Lord, guess what? When that person stumbles and falls and falters and doesn't meet your expectations, you're not going to be thrown off, you know, and just say, oh, look at this. No, no, you say, Lord, I did this for you. Doesn't matter how people react. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. Wouldn't relationships be much easier to navigate if our emotions didn't get involved? When we focus on the response we want out of others, our expectations aren't met and we become disappointed and hurt. Pastor Ed reminds us in today's message that when we serve others, it needs to be fueled by a desire to please God. Then, when others don't respond the way you want, you can take your hurts to God, knowing that He can handle whatever you bring Him. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. may not agree, but you know that God is smiling down at you, and you know you've pleased the Lord, you can stand very strong, very secure. And that's what David is doing at this point in his life. David is learning to discern the voice of God, to be guided by God, and to have the assurance that he was in the center of God's will, doing what God wanted him to to do. Martin Luther, the catalyst for the Reformation, said, As it is the business of tailors to make clothes and of cobblers to mend shoes, so it's the business of Christians to pray. And truly, it's our business to pray. So when you pray, when you have communion with God, God will guide you Direct your steps and give you the assurance that you're going in the right direction. Prayer helps you to experience the victory in your life. See, David before was making one blunder after another. He was walking in the flesh. He was walking in his own emotions. He was doing what he just thought right at that moment. But now David is listening very carefully. Speak, Lord. For your servant listens. That's what Samuel taught him. For Samuel learned that from a young child and practiced that throughout his years. And now David is inquiring, listening. God is going to guide him and he's going to experience victory. God is going to deliver him. God's going to use him as a deliverer as well. He experiences deliverance from the enemy. Psalm 27, Psalm 31, Psalm 54, all written during this period in David's life. Psalm 31 speaks about deliverance. Listen to what David says. My times are in your hands. 
You go to the gym and you work out. You eat healthy. You try to take care of your physical body. It's no guarantee that tomorrow is yours. David, running as a fugitive from Saul's army, David, fleeing for his life, recognizes, my times are in your hands, Lord. Every tomorrow is in your hands. All of us know people who were healthy, strong, and then their time was up. And all of us know people who were frail and sick, and they lived to be a (laughs) hundred. David says, I love the way he says it, deliver me from mine enemies and from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, O Lord, for I've cried out to you. God, you're my deliverer. You're the one who keeps me alive. You're the one who keeps me going. You're the one who gives me strength for tomorrow. We can conquer the oppression of the enemy. What happens at this moment in David's life is Kalila is being oppressed by the enemy. And David is going to be victorious and rescue them. 23.5. So David and his men went to Kalila, fought the Philistines, carried off their livestock. He inflicted heavy losses on the Philistines and saved the people of Kalila. David listened. And because he listened, others were blessed. When he walked in the flesh, others were hurt. Mom, Dad, when God speaks to you about praying for your children, pray for them. Any parent that has lived any amount of years knows that your child is still your child when they're 10 years old or when they're 40 years old. And you have to be in that place of intercession to stand in the gap to pray for them through the years. It doesn't end. A brother or a sister in the Lord, God may place on your heart in prayer to call them up, to encourage them, to help them in some way. Here David was, and God used him as a deliverer. I like the way Howard Hendricks said it. I happen to believe that where prayer focuses, power falls. You pray for that person who's struggling and the power of God comes to lift them up out of that situation. You pray for that person who's going through a difficult time and the power of God just brings them right through it and they're victorious. You pray and the report turns around and God intervenes. We believe in the power of prayer and we believe that we're fighting a spiritual battle. Now David was fighting a physical battle and God was helping him in that physical battle But his strength was in his communion, his relationship with God. And it was through prayer. The battle hangs sometimes in the balance. When people pray, or if they don't pray, when people hold up the hands of leadership, or don't hold up the hands of leadership. Here it is. He's praying, and things are happening, and the people are delivered. I noticed that not only 
Is there this mighty deliverance that happens from the oppression of the enemy? Because the enemy wants to oppress people, beat them down, discourage them, get them off track, have them not fulfill their God-appointed destiny. When we stand in the gap for others, things happen. We also have to escape the trap of the enemy. Escaping the traps of the enemy. Do you know the enemy has set traps up for you? You know it, I know it. How many times could you look back and say, oh, thank God, I didn't go there. I didn't do that. I was, thank God, God, you spared me. Sometimes God just hedges us in. He puts a red light, stop sign, and keeps us. And you say, thank God, thank God. He protected me. He kept me. He watched over me. See, that's what's happening in David's life. Psalm 31, he's writing during this period. Free me from the trap that is set for me. For you are my refuge. God, there are traps set for me. What did Jesus teach you and I to pray? Deliver us from evil. This present life is filled with all sorts of spiritual landmines. Someone unknowingly just walks and they run into a relationship that they shouldn't have, and it takes them away from God. Someone just goes in a direction they shouldn't go, not listening to the voice of God, and they get caught up in some sin that pulls them away from God. The Scripture says that we can escape the traps, the ensnarements of the enemy by listening to his voice, by listening to him. Psalm 31, verse 21, David said, Praise be to the Lord, for he has showed his wonderful love to me when I was besieged in the city. He's talking about Kalila. He's talking about that city. It's a walled city. Saul heard he was there. Saul's coming down. And David prays to God and says, God, show me the future. Will Saul come down? God says, yes. Will Kalila deliver me into the hands, into Saul's hands? God says, yes. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. And if we could get before God and say, God, guide me. Don't go to some fortune teller. Don't read some astrologer. Go to God and say, God, guide my steps. Direct my steps. Lead me in the path that you want me to go. And God will do that. David is going to be spared. His men are going to be spared. Because he simply went to God and inquired from the Lord and said, God, show me, direct me, guide me. And God said, there's a snare there. I'm going to deliver you. Constantly in this context, you see that Saul's trying to lay hands on David. But God delivers David from the hands of Saul. David said, my times are in your hands, O God. You're the deliverer. You're the one who rescues. You're the one who keeps and protects. In 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 14, David stayed in the desert strongholds and in the hills of the desert as if day after day Saul searched for him. Doesn't it seem like that at times? Day after day after day after day, there's troubles. God, can't there be a let up? 
People sometimes misunderstand victory. Victory doesn't mean trouble-free life. It means in the midst of troubles that are part of the journey, you're making wise decisions. You're experiencing God's guidance, God's deliverance. Oftentimes people don't understand that trouble is a part of this world. Jesus said in this world, you'll have trouble. In this world, you'll have tribulation. Here's David. He said, Saul, search for him, but God did not give David into his hands. Sometimes it was just, he was at a hair's breadth away from being captured. When he was in Ziph, he was in that area there. What happened, Saul was on one side of the hill and David was on the other. Saul was closing in and David and his men would have been goners. But what happens? Somebody comes running in chapter 23. They come running. Guess what? The Philistines are attacking. Saul, you got to leave. God providentially watches over our life through so many ways. God knows how to encourage David. He sends Jonathan just at the right time. And Jonathan comes and encourages him. So he sends some person to speak to him. God delivers David just at the right time. Now, I wish that God would do it a little more in advance. I wish he wouldn't wait the 12th hour, but he does, so that we could recognize that it's him and him alone, that we could recognize unless he had done it, it wouldn't have happened. He gets the glory, the praise, the honor, and people recognize, yes, it was God that brought that person into my life. It was God that intervened in that way and delivered me. It was God that did it. Now watch what happens, and this is one of the snares of the enemy, where he knocks out one Christian after another after another. Most of us understand cognitively what the enemy is doing, but we can't handle it emotionally. We know in our heads, well, I shouldn't think this way, I shouldn't feel this way, I should do this or feel differently. But the emotions sometimes get the best of us, and we wind up making decisions that aren't healthy. And those toxic emotions get into our bones, get into our being. God wants to deliver us from not only the traps of the enemy, not only the oppression of the enemy, but also from the emotional warfare that goes on. Remember, the enemy is going to try and hit you at every plane. We can rise above the emotional warfare of the enemy. Psalm 31, 9 to 10. Here's David's prayer. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I'm in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and my body with grief. Notice he's in distress. There's sorrow in his eyes. His soul and his body are weak. He says, my life is consumed with anguish, my years by groaning, my strength fails because of my affliction, my bones grow weak. Now, he's not 60 years old. I mean, he's not even 50. He's not in his 40s. He he didn't turn 30 yet. He's still in his 20s, but he's feeling the stress press in and pressure him, and it's getting to him emotionally. How would you feel? How do you feel? 
when you try and help someone and they don't even notice it, or they tell you, I expected more from you. I mean, you gave them a Pentecostal handshake and they come next week for it again. And if you don't give it, they're upset with you. How do you handle ingratitude? Betrayal. It happens. All of us know situations where somebody has invested in someone else and that person they invested in turn against them. I mean, you go out of your way to help them. You go out of your way to give to them. You go out of your way to just be there for them. And when you've done all of that, they wipe their hands of you. Watch what happens to David. Remember, he goes to Kalila. He's finally in a fortified city. He's not dwelling in caves anymore. He's not living on some hill. I mean, it's really nice being in a protected city with his men, and they're treating him well, but God shows him what's going to happen in the future. And here's what David says in Psalm 31. Because of all my enemies, I am in utter contempt of my neighbors. I am a dread to my friends. Those who see me on the street, they flee from me. I am forgotten by them as though I were dead. I have become like a broken pottery, for I hear the slander of many. There is terror on every side. They conspire against me, and they plot to take my life. Here's what's happening. If you're a friend of Saul's, you can't be a friend of David's. And if you're a friend of David, you're on outs with the king. And he's seen the pressure. The people of Kalila showed no gratitude. After David rescued them, helped them, delivered them, they would just turn them over to Saul. Betrayal is very difficult to deal with. The person you helped slanders you. The person you went the second mile with completely ignores you. Someone that you've done something for felt that you should have done much more. David at that moment is not going to be controlled by his emotions. He's controlled by the Spirit of God. Here's the secret. Here's the key. Here's where the stand. David was serving the Lord. Because David gave that sacrificial gift to God. David gave his time to God. David had been instructed by God to do what he did. When we are simply serving one another because we want to feel better about ourselves or because we want some brownie points or somehow we want someone to scratch our back, when we're helping others simply because it makes us you know, just feel better, whatever, we will feel worse when they fail to recognize it. But David was serving the Lord. This is true of families. This is true of husband, wife, parent, child. If the reason that you love your children, take care of them, is simply because 
you want them to be there in your old age, or you simply want their gratitude, you're going to be hurt. If you love your spouse and you love your husband, your wife, and you're doing it just because, you know, you want something back. But if you're doing it because the Bible says to do it, if you're doing it because you love Jesus Christ, if you're doing it because you want to please the Lord, guess what? When that person stumbles and falls and falters and doesn't meet your expectations, you're not going to be thrown off, you know, and just say, oh, look at this. No, no, you say, Lord, I did this for you. It doesn't matter how people react or respond. I'm doing it because I love you. I'm living my life for your glory. Whatever we do, do it as unto the Lord. Now, what's really hard is when friends, but also strangers. In chapter 54 of the Psalms, it says, Strangers are attacking me. Ruthless men are seeking my life. Men without regard for God seal it. Stop. Think about that. This is referring to the Ziphites in 1 Samuel chapter 23, 19 to 21. The Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah and they tell him, David's hiding among us. Now, people that David didn't even know wanted to do him in. I mean, that's really hard. You go to a job and people have this impression of you that's not true. Or maybe somebody gossiped about you, said something. You go to a neighborhood or you... And all of a sudden, even strangers, oh, he's a Christian. Hmm. She's a Christian, a believer. Or, or, or they attend that type of church or whatever. That's hard to deal with. Those are toxic emotions that can explode inside of you and take you off in the wrong direction. But here's what David is doing. Here I am, Lord. I'm going to journal. I'm going to write my prayers out. I'm going to sing my praise to you, God. No matter how I feel, what I go I'm bringing it to you. That's where you take all of those emotions and feelings and all of those things. See, God can keep you straight. She didn't respond the way I wanted. He didn't respond the way I wanted. And suddenly... We go off in some crazy path. Instead of responding to people, we're responding to God. That produces stability, direction, and abilities in our lives. Otherwise, you go through life like a ping pong ball. Or you go through life just being here and there and everywhere without stability. Here's how David ends Psalm 31. Be strong and let your heart take courage. All you who wait for the Lord, be strong. Let your heart take courage. Life is a succession of trials. I wish it were a little different, but it isn't. It's a succession of trials and all sorts. You take the trials out of David's life and you don't have too much material. God's working in David, making him a kingly man, preparing him to sit on that throne. 
And God wants you to walk in victory. But victory doesn't mean the absence of problems. It just means you cope with them well. We're so glad you joined us today for another edition of Building in Faith. As Dr. Ed Jones teaches more from the incredible life of David, we hope that you've been encouraged by today's message and that you desire to seek God's will for your own life. Following God is an adventure and definitely goes against the grain of the world, but it's filled with the freedom that grace provides and blessings beyond compare. Would you like to know more about having a relationship with God? We'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 845-462-5955 and let us share how Jesus has changed our lives. If you'd like to learn more about the Building in Faith radio ministry or to hear more messages from Pastor Ed, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll also find more information about Pastor Ed and the activities for your family at Faith Assembly. Our church has weekly services on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We would be honored to have you join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area. Each service is spent in fellowship with other believers, learning more about our Savior, and praising Him for all that He has done for us. Give us a call for more information. Our number again is 845-462-5955. We hope today's message has blessed you, and that no matter what is happening in your life right now, you're turning to Jesus for the love and guidance you need. Please join us next time on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed dives deeper into the life of David. Your word restores and heals